Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code COLLEGEDRAFT to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it's Daddy Soda time here on The College Draft Podcast, which is always presented by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. I think you guys know the deal. Go ahead and go to betonline.ag, use the promo code PODCAST1, get the 50% welcome bonus. You will be very, very happy that you have done so. He's Matt Waldman. Check him out on Twitter, at Matt Waldman. He is the owner of the Rookie Scouting Portfolio. You can check that out, and you should. Matt Waldman, RSP.com. Subscribe, buy the newsletter, the portfolio that NFL teams purchase. Matt Waldman, RSP.com. Matt, we got some excellent games today. Penn State versus Ohio State. The noon one on Fox, obviously the big one. But then we, we got some other ones we're getting into. Little Liberty at Virginia. Little Georgia Southern at Arkansas State. We're not biased. We don't discriminate against Group of Five. We're not just Power Five. I should mention I am Ross Tucker at Ross Tucker NFL is my Twitter handle. Appreciate those of you that retweet the show at Ross Tucker NFL or like it on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL or on uh, Instagram at RTF Podcast at Ross Tucker NFL. Before we dive into the games, though, Matt, how about a word from Martellus Bennett, who's a professor at the Dos Equis College Football Football College? Hey, college football fans, Martellus Bennett here. Do you want to win every football argument this season, dominate every debate, become a pigskin prodigy? Then enroll in a Dos Equis College Football Football College where you'll learn from football insiders like me, Jay Cutler, Katie Nolan, and Arthur John Bacon, the man who wrote the book on college football. So be the first in your family to earn a football-watching certificate from a beer school. Enroll in Dos Equis College Football Football College at dosequis.com backslash edu. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Copyright 2019 Dos Equis Beer Brands. Official beer sponsor of the college football playoff. Finally, 
There is a football beer school for me. Thanks, Martellus. All right, Matt, let's start with the big one. It is noon on Fox, Penn State at Ohio State. Pretty clearly the game of the day. College game day will be there. Uh, Let's start with Penn State wide receiver K.J. Hamler, whose status is a little bit up in the air for this game after he came out of last week's game against Indiana. What do you see? What do you like from Hamler? Oh, man, he's such an exciting player. You think of a Deshaun Jackson type of talent in terms of you know, what he can do in the return game. He, you know, he's great at setting up blocks. He has that great burst and, and long speed. He has that quick and dynamic movement, um, really great footwork. And it makes him good on a lot of angular routes that have him, you know, catching the ball where he's running downfield, slants, corners, fades, bows, crossers, things like that, where you can really get, take advantage of him in the open field. And he's a guy that can make the plays on targets that are away from his frame he has really good technique with his hands to frame the target whether it's high or low I mean occasionally he'll he'll kind of clap onto the ball when you know when he's having to turn late to address maybe a target that's coming at an awkward angle but that's usually the case for even a lot of pro players at that you know when it comes to that technique lapse he's you know he does a really good job on 50 50 routes for a small guy he will work to cut off a defender downfield he seems to have a really good feel for how to get himself in position to win the ball. Um, he tracks the ball well over his head. Um, I, I'd like to see him, you know, use a little better ball security, but guys who are that quick and fast where, it, you know, it it comes easy for them to make people miss and pull away. Um, you know, sometimes if they wave that ball around a little bit too much, he may, he may if he gets to the pros, may figure out that, you know, fairly soon into the into his pro career that he's going to have to address that and he'll take some chances with returns that occasionally work at this level where he, he may need to be a little bit more careful but overall this is a really exciting guy that that has a I think he has a nice future in the NFL yeah I think you know this Matt but I do a uh, a one-hour show on the Keystone Sports Network talking Penn State football every week so I watch every snap of Penn State football. And he is uh, one of the most dynamic guys they've had in a long time. And they've had Miles Sanders and Saquon Barkley. But this guy is electric. He really makes guys look bad. I mean, he, he, he makes them look slow. He had a play against Iowa where he, like, juked, like, five guys that were all just kind of standing there. I think it was Iowa that were all standing there. The thing that's interesting about him to me, Matt, is um, everything you just said. Like, he does win a bunch of 50-50 balls for his size. He does track the ball very, very well down the field. He's exceptional when the ball's in his hands. Uh, He's a redshirt sophomore. My guess is he'll probably leave school because he's a little guy that uh, I think suffered a very serious injury. He might have torn his ACL his senior year in high school at IMG Academy because he redshirted at Penn State. And I don't think they would have redshirted him if if they knew he would be this or if he wasn't coming off of an injury. Um, so last year he was electric, this year as well. You know what? It's funny. We record this on Tuesdays, Matt, and the Chiefs played last night. 
he looks like a chief. Like he looks like uh, Hardman <laughs> or Tyreek Hill. Like he just looks like he should be playing for the Chiefs uh, because yeah, of well, that, that they sure. seem like they got a bunch of those guys. Yeah, he, he absolutely does. They do. And it's funny, the other guy just down the road that he kind of looks a little bit like, it's a little bit like Marquise Brown, you know, and, and you think of his ability to, to work inside and to be able to work in traffic and make some plays and track the balls while he does and how dynamic he is off the line. I mean, all those guys apply pretty well, and you can see the range of applications that a team could have with him that, that's going to make him valuable on draft day. Yeah, like I said, he suffered an injury, I think, first or second quarter against Indiana, did not come back in. I think there's some speculation that maybe it's a head injury. Penn State doesn't talk about injuries like a lot of these programs, so we'll just have to see. Uh, They're going to have a really tough time beating Ohio State, even if they had him. If they don't have him, they have major, major issues. It's funny, too, Matt, he has hit this at exactly the right time in the sense that for years, people would have said he's too small. I think he weighs all of like a buck seventy. People would have said he's too small. He'll never last. But with every passing year, teams are becoming are realizing that you know being able to get speed in space is so valuable. They're willing to sacrifice size in order to get it. So it's it's really almost perfect timing for him, you know. After you have Hollywood Brown at a buck sixty five going in the first round, I don't know if Hamler goes in the first round or not, but um, certainly, uh, you know, he's at the right time in 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 place in terms of coming in the NFL at his size. What about uh, Ohio State? They got a bunch of good receivers, including Benjamin Victor. Yeah, this is a guy who plays split end. He's a long-limbed red zone player who can extend and drag his feet very well um, at the catch point and stay in bounds. Um, he wins the ball at pretty awkward angles, and he, he finds a way to be able to turn and attack the ball well. And he earns position um, pretty well with his hands to his chest. Um, in terms of the block, you know, in terms of the run game, he can block well. He moves well laterally. He gets physical to seal off linebackers and safeties inside. Um, I think he's pretty good after contact in terms of a in terms of a pass catcher. Um, you, you've seen I've seen some plays where he finds the open window in tight coverage, makes the catch, takes the hit, comes down with the ball. And, you know he has the speed and quickness to set up defenders in the open field. I mean this is a guy that has um, pretty good sticks in terms of being able to plant the outside or inside leg and then be able to drive off of it and get separation. Um, he'll attack the goal line and lay out and throw his body around when it comes to um, being a ball carrier after the catch, he's someone that um, you know is committed to to bleeding every yard out of the uh, you know out of the catch that he can get. I, I want to see a little more with him with hard breaking routes and separation against press man coverage. You know he he can power through guys at the line, but I need to see more finesse out of him and and understanding the leverage to see how whether he can get free a little sooner against savvier cornerbacks. Um, but overall, this is a this is a guy that maybe, you know, when you look at the the, the number of receivers that they have at Ohio State, um, maybe he got lost in the shuffle a little bit for some years um, or overshadowed a little bit. But, it, you know, certainly there's enough tape on this guy that um, I think that he will get drafted by a team. 
What about uh, – and you're right. They do have – they got a bunch of good, like, true freshmen and sophomore receivers too. It's pretty impressive. Uh, what about linebacker Malik Harrison? We know about Chase Young. He's back for this game after that uh, two-game suspension against Maryland and Rutgers. Now he's back for this game. Uh, but tell me about linebacker Malik Harrison. Yeah, overall, this guy is a patient assignment sound linebacker with good tackling ability when he's coming downhill at the ball carrier or when he's in pursuit as a chase guy. He um, he can also close as a blitzer. I think he's a better zone player in coverage than he is man-to-man. And I think the reason is is that he's not, he while he has really good quickness and acceleration, he doesn't have the, the, the great flexibility that you would desire from a linebacker. And so when he's covering guys man-to-man, he doesn't really move his hips as well as you'd like to see when he, when he doesn't get a true angle on a ball carrier and he has to make late turns. There are times that you, know, you can see the lack of flexibility there that may sometimes bite him. Um, but he's good at, in terms of you know, playing the run conceptually funnels ball carriers inside. He handles his gap responsibility. Um, he, he works well around lead blocks. Um, and he also is someone that can engage linemen and disrupt the crease and, and get a push on them and work off that contact of the ball carrier. So he's a really nice prospect. Um, I, I think that he has, you know, there are some athletic, you know, there's that athletic concern with the lack of flexibility, but I don't think it's necessarily going to kill him as a player, but it's something that will probably drop him a bit um, on draft day. All kinds of talent in that Penn State-Ohio State game. Keep an eye as well for Penn State on defensive end, Etor Gross Matos. He's a really good player. Some other guys, Micah Parsons, Tariq Castrofields. Parsons is a linebacker who is not draft eligible, but he is an exceptional player as well. And Ohio State, of course, even just their corners. Jeffrey Akuda, Sean Wade, really, really impressive. How about Liberty at Virginia? It is a noon game. Uh, let's start with Virginia wide receiver Joe Reed. Should be pointed out, by the way, that Virginia's top prospect, Bryce Hall, was lost for the year earlier in the season, which stinks for a lot of reasons. He's actually from Harrisburg, where I live, and went to Bishop McDevitt High School. It's a shame. What do you got on Joe Reed from UVA? Yeah, I think primarily for Reed at this point, his best meal ticket to get to the NFL is going to be in the return game. He's one of the better return specialists in college football. Um, He's a guy with good speed, very strong in terms of contact balance, being able to pull through any type of defender reaching him or delivering um, glancing blows good vision in the open field. Um, and then as a receiver, you're, you know, you'd like to see him maybe as a big slot or as a flanker and watch him, you know, develop from there. He's, he's a guy that has a lot of great um, raw skill. And when I look at it from that standpoint, it's, you know, he can win the ball in the air and, and make catches from really awkward angles um, and, and reach for it and adjust and win the ball. He's someone that, is also that you know can make people miss and work back to the ball but he has to learn how to you know track the ball a little bit better he leaves his feet unnecessarily as a receiver he's not always confident with where the ball is arriving and so while he'll make difficult adjustments um 
there's times that he'll leave his feet too too early, and that creates more difficult catches than he should um, have to try to attempt. He doesn't have a great pull-down technique, which is the ability on those deep routes to, to catch the ball, get it into your body as quick as possible, and turn your body away from the defender in tight coverage so that you don't give him, give him your chest. And that's something that he kind of falls flat in doing that, and that can be an issue with him. Um, and while, you know, he's someone that – has all of that ability in terms of the open field, in terms of deeper routes and what you can get in yards after the catch. So he can might he might be able to come in and with a, a good camp in the NFL, make a team as a fourth or fifth receiver and be used in empty sets or four receiver sets and you use him as that after catch guy or a guy who gets a mismatch against maybe a safety or even occasionally a linebacker. He's, he's someone that can do good work for you there, but he's going to have to work on the refining the techniques of this game to really stand out and do more than that. What about linebacker Charles Snowden III for UVA? Man, this is a fun player, Ross. I mean, this is a he's a 6'7", I think we're 225, 235 type of guy. So he looks like he he looks like Calvin Johnson playing linebacker um, <laughs> right now. So it's it's kind of odd to watch him. But though slim for his height, he can get a push on some tackles with those long arms. He gets into people. He can get a bull rush on the edge and do and move those guys back in a hurry into a quarterback's lap. Um, you don't want to match up against the tight end. It's a complete mismatch right now um, in the college game for him. He drops really well in the coverage. He has a really good feel in zone coverage that when the first, you know, he he feels the first receiver's route coming and then he transitions well to where the second route's going to break. And then he has the the skill to read the eyes of the quarterback, but also use that great length that he has to cut off passing lanes. And he's someone that if the, the quarterback tries to test him, he's going to reach out and catch the ball with great catch radius for a linebacker. Um, so it's really impressive to watch him do that. But because he's long-legged, he's got that thin frame, you wonder about him in one-on-one coverage. Um, I've seen him against some running backs where you just wonder if he has the footwork or the flexibility to really cover a guy one-on-one at that next level and not be a liability. Um, but he has terrific hand-eye coordination. Um, he's really agile as a runner. Um, he closes super fast on quarterbacks, whether he's used as a spy or off the edge. And he plays with just an awesome motor. I really like how he plays in pursuit. He And when it comes to working off the edge, he has a chop move. He can rip. He can put hand combos together to work past defenders. Um, as long as he doesn't work into their frames and he takes a, one shoulder or the other, he tends to have a fighting chance to get around the uh, around the blocker. And while the height can make him difficult at times to get low around the edge, he can bend. And, if you know, taking around the pocket, it's kind of like Grant Delpit in the way that Grant Delpit's an athlete. And I, and this is what's to watch for, for me with him, because if you get a if you take him around the corner in the pocket and out of the, the path of the quarterback, you better not let up because he won't. And he recovers super fast. Even if he's knocked to the ground, he pops right back up and he's wrapping the quarterback at that point or the ball carrier. So he's one of those quick twitch athletes in terms of, some level of flexibility in certain areas and other areas where you kind of have concerns in terms of the hips, but in terms of being able to hit the ground and pop back up and be able to pursue and make a play, this guy's really exciting. And there's a, if he can add some weight to his, you know, to his frame, 
Um, it's going to be a lot of fun to see how his game can grow because there are certain aspects of his game that I think compare well to Isaiah Simmons, the, the Clemson outside linebacker that we talked about, who's one of the top prospects in the draft. And this guy might be a bargain in, in terms of that. Wow. Interesting. I like that, Matt. Okay. What about for Liberty on the other side? Uh, wide receiver Antonio Gandy Gold. I don't know if we've talked about a Liberty player on this show before. They used to be FCS, now they're FBS. I did see them light up UMass. I watched that tape before the UMass Army game. What do you have on Gandy Golden? Yeah, and I wondered the same thing too, to be honest. But I'll say this: of of the prospects that of small schools that we may have talked about. I'm perfectly okay with talking about him again later in the year because this guy is worth the discussion. Um, he is 6'4", 220. He's someone that can you know, win the ball over his head. He makes incredible adjustments on the football. He tracks the ball extremely well over his head in tight coverage. He's someone that you know attacks the ball well with the technique that you want with your hands, um, and he transitions very fast in, in terms of a runner, and he is an absolute hoss in the open field he has a trip hammer of a straight arm he runs through reaches and wraps to his lower legs he's going to break multiple tackles and drag defenders downfield and even if uh you know he gets slowed down doing that and a weak side linebacker comes in pursuit and wraps him up well it's going to be another 10 yards before that weak side linebacker brings him down he is a strong guy who understands how to run the football um and i i just think that he's gonna have to get better a little bit on um you know, releases at the line of scrimmage with his hands. Um, he doesn't want it. He needs to learn to avoid getting defenders' hands into his frame. Um, so he's not, you know, he's not jammed as easily as he is at times. But, you know, there's a lot to like about his game. He can drop his weight well into the hard breaks. He's going to become, I think he has a really good chance to become a complete route runner and the type of guy that, you know, when we saw recent drafts where that change went from, you know, let's value the six four two twenty guys ahead of the, you know, five nine one seventy five guys, and that started to flip flop a couple of years ago. Gandy Golden is kind of that old school player who may who's worth the price of admission um, in terms of you know being that big wide receiver who can function outside. He's kind of a, I don't think you know, I that's a big name to say, but. He's kind of a Julio Jones starter kit. I think he's got a lot more to do to get to that kind of level, and he may never do so. But he is worth getting. He's he's going to be drafted, and I think that he will have a fast track to to earn um, time as a, at least a contributor. Let's get to Georgia Southern and Arkansas State. It's a 3 p.m. ESPN Plus. Matt, you've been doing your homework on some of the uh, Group of Five conferences. How about a little a little fun belt? What, what's got yeah. in the year with picking this game? Oh, man, because there are two prospects on the same team who are excellent young cornerbacks. One of them might be the, one of the top cornerbacks in this draft class as, as terms of practice and, uh, in terms of um, you know this process. And I think the first one is Kendall Victor, um, Kendall Vildor, the cornerback out of Georgia Southern. Um, you know, this is a guy who he and Monquavian Brinson, who will profile in a minute, they both play a lot of press man and the bail technique where they keep an eye on the quarterback and drop back and kind of read the quarterback um, while they're covering the receiver. He's very good at pressing well and holding up physically against some top wide receivers. Last year they played Clemson and Clemson basically threw the ball into the middle of the field throughout the rest of the game after Vindal picked off 
um, you know, pick them off early. And he and Brinson both were able to pretty much hold down um, this excellent receiving core from Clemson on the outside. And they, they, they rarely tested them after the first quarter. Um, this is someone that shows range as a coverage player. He can work up the alley as a tackler. He delivers the hit and wraps up. He's patient on fades, man. He handled T Higgins in the red zone. Like it was, like it was practice, like it was just easy. Um, I was really impressed with watching some of him do some of that work on fade routes. He has an excellent catch radius in terms of being able to intercept the ball. Um, and he, he can frame his hands above his head better than a lot of NFL wide receivers. He tracks the ball extremely well. He has makeup speed, good angles, sheds blocks, you know, rips the ball free when he's a gang tackler, part of a gang tackling effort. Um, and he comes downhill and hits, you know, I, I, I think occasionally he loses the ball in the air when forced to turn his hips, um, and especially when he's at you know near the boundary. Um, but overall, I think this guy's going to be a starting NFL corner. Wow, I like it. What about the other corner, Marquavian Brinson? Wow, they got they got a couple of NFL prospect corners on Georgia Southern, and they got NFL NFL caliber names too. Yeah, right. And it's funny because you think about Georgia Southern and recently it was the it was kind of the running backs that came out of there. You know, guys like Matt Breda and um, the other the other running back for the 49ers, who Jarek McKinnon. Um, well, Brinson, you know, he he was a guy that was on the senior bowl watch list. I, I don't think he's been invited yet, whereas um, Vildor has been invited. Um, Brinson has excellent burst. He gets a good jump on the football. Um, when he on routes breaking back to the quarterback, he's going to win those. Um, he's just really good at timing his jump. He finds the ball well in the vertical game, and he can time his leaps well to attack it. Um, he's a really disrupted, uh, disrupted screen defender on the outside. He can dip and rip um, a stock blocker and then just turn on a dime to wrap up a runner who flashes past him and limit him in terms of what he gets after the catch. He's physical at the catch point. He's got really strong hands, and he fights until the whistle's blown or, or until the ball's on the ground. So he's a scrappy player. And he, too, like Vildor, is a finisher, is a run stopper at the edge or tackling in the open field. Um, he's patient, but, man, once he decide, he trusts his eyes. I mean, he's patient. His feet are still, and then he pulls that trigger, and he's just downhill in a hurry and hitting and wrapping that guy. He knows how to engage with one shoulder and win the leverage against the, against blockers. He can trust his eyes, but he can get a little too aggressive as a zone defender where he gives up his quadrant um, of the field and lose containment where maybe he should be more focused on funneling ball carriers inside where he's, he's kind of not delegating, you know, he's not delegating as a team defender. He's going to try and make the play himself. And as a result, sometimes, uh, you know, a quick receiver with good skill after the catch can work past him and and be able to get yardage or maybe even score on him in the red zone because he's not playing that that team defense that he should so there's some for him there's a little bit of learning to play more within the scope of the team communication issues can be a little bit of a problem with him but overall he's also a guy that i wouldn't be surprised if he gets drafted later or he really makes an impression in a camp they will be going against kirk merritt who's a wide receiver from arkansas state that i've heard of and I wanted to get your thoughts on Merritt. That's a cool matchup, Merritt against those two corners. Yeah, it is. And they've they've had some battles before. He's a I think he committed to Oregon at first and then ended up at Texas A and M and then Arkansas State seems to be the one of the funneling grounds or 
for receivers who lead big programs. Um, and, you know, he's one of those guys. He has solid quickness. He's a savvy ball carrier. One, you know, the instance that I described with Markavian Rinson not playing, um, you know, team – you know, team defense in the zone. Merritt took advantage of him in one of those games. Um, he finishes well down um, field with good pad level, and he's used a lot as a yards after catch option. I mean, his first step is really good. He makes the first man miss. He has good technique and range on low targets. I mean, he's a guy that catches the ball well with his hands. He can make the back shoulder plays. Um, he can work against the momentum of his breaks and catch um, targets that are thrown a little bit behind him. And um, he's a willing lead blocker, um, and he flashes some concentration tight windows to catch the ball. He projects right now as more of a slot receiver because that's how they use him, um, and that makes him seem a little bit more one-dimensional in terms of as a prospect. But I think that for him, if he gets some all-star opportunities or he's someone that, you know, in a full workout, you'll get a chance to see, uh, you know, aspects of a fuller game with him and see, you know, what that promise is with him. Excellent work, as always, Mr. Waldman. You have outdone yourself. Hopefully everybody checks out my power rankings on the Ross Tucker football podcast today. A little bit of movement, and then it's it's fantasy time. I mean, it's fantasy crunch time. There is no doubt. Make sure you're listening to Joe Dolan on the Fantasy Feast podcast. And if you haven't already, go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code PODCAST1 so you get that 50% 5-0 welcome bonus. Plus, every week I make my five picks for the PODCAST1 Sportsnet Challenge. And I've won once. If I win again, a bunch of you will get $100 put in your account again. Let me know, by the way, if you're one of the people that got $100 put in your account the last time. I love that. Uh, BetOnline.ag, promo code PODCAST1. For the 50% 5-0 welcome bonus. Other than that, looks to me like the keg is kicked. We're all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.